0: Our next storyteller is Luisita McBurney. (laughs) She will tell the story about how love is more important than genetics. I'm the only child of a prominent business owner in the Philippines. I never had the opportunity to meet my birth mother. She had me at a very young age. She was my father's housekeeper and only 15 years old when she got pregnant with me. To cover up the family scandal, they paid my mom to leave after giving birth to me. This left me to my dad, Luis, and my stepmom, Brígida. She had three adult children of her own when I was born. Despite of how I was brought into this world, she accepted me and treated me like her own child. And to me, she was Nanai, which means "mother in my language." She raised and cared for me even after my dad passed away when I was 13. Nanai was the first councilwoman elected in our small town. And I still remember when she brought me to her meetings? She is well known for her politics and as the owner of the only grocery store. At approximately five foot two and 110 pounds, she commanded respect and wasn't to be underestimated. I remember one city council meeting. She stood up yelling and pointing her finger to one of the guys. I don't recall exactly what started it, but I knew she was the maddest I've ever seen, which gave me a new sense of respect for her. As fearless and strict as she was, she had a big heart. She gave me everything I ever wanted. She's my hero, and she truly looked after me. As for my dad, he is what you would expect of a father in the 70s and 80s. He was strict, but loving. When I was nine years old, I got in trouble with my dad for not coming home right after school. Instead, I went bicycle racing with the neighbor boys because I was growing up like a tomboy. When I came home, Nanai was crying. After I told her what happened, she said, I better go layer up my underwear and shorts because she knew I would get punished. (laughs) Sure enough, when Dad came home, he didn't care that I had won the race. (laughs) Instead, he used his belt to whoop my butt. Thankfully, that was the one time that ever happened. I don't have very many memories with my dad, but I cherish each one because I knew how much he cared about me. And I missed him every day. High school was pretty uneventful for me. After finishing at a private Catholic school, I wanted to be a flight attendant. I failed immediately because you needed to be at least five foot two without heels. (laughs) With my flight attendant dreams being cut off at the knees, (sighs) I needed to find something else. So, I I enrolled to study midwifery. On my second year of college, I figure out what most people should have already known by this point in their life. It's impossible to be a midwife if you passed out at the sight of blood. (laughs) This is where my story takes a sudden turn. I decided to change my entire life by running off to the big city, Manila. I started working as a sales clerk at the biggest shoe mart there. Then I was hired as an office worker at a bus company. It was here, at the age of 18. History repeated itself as I found myself pregnant, much like my birth mother found herself in her teens. My fear of failure turned into embarrassment. I now felt like a disgrace to my family. The father of my son and his family are very religious. They wanted us to get married. I declined and they kept insisting. Their persistence had led me to make the painful decision to leave my son with Nanai. The same caregiver who willfully stepped in to care for me as an unplanned child is now willfully caring for my son 19 years later. As a kid myself, I knew I couldn't care for him as well as she could and I needed to leave the Philippines to find a new path in life. So, in 1997, I went to Hong Kong to take on a personal assistant role. None I didn't think I could make it since majority of the tasks I was charged with were the same tasks she performs for me regularly. (laughs) Cooking, cleaning, picking up after myself, the basics. Much to her surprise, I made it, and I was doing well for myself in Hong Kong. After five years of purposely staying single, I began receiving letters in the mail from estranged men across the world. It turns out my best friend in Hong Kong had signed me up for an online dating profile <laughs> behind my back. was back early in 2002, so it was long before the days of tender, so there wasn't swiping, just some old-fashioned letters. I ignored all of them because I wasn't there to meet someone. I was there to make something of myself before going back home to be with my son. Until one day, a letter caught my eye. It was handwritten. Felt personal. So I replied. Just five months from the date I received the first letter, we set a date and he came to Hong Kong to marry me. We were desperately in love and wanted to be together. And because Nanai taught me how to be fearless, I knew I could append my life with a man I barely knew and moved to the United States. I was 27 years old when I arrived in his hometown of Des Moines. Being in the U.S. was a huge shock. I'm in a country where no one looks like me, talks like me, or eats the same type of food. I couldn't drive, my son was still in the Philippines, and I immediately regretted my decision to come here. People think everyone who emigrated here did so because of the American dream. But my dream was to own a small boutique in the Philippines. I came because I was in love, but that quickly fell apart and my marriage began to crumble. This is never where I imagined my life would be. I was officially at rock bottom. My family was halfway across the world, and it took three years of navigating immigration laws for my son to join me in Des Moines. I felt so alone. Through the years of darkness, I remember one bright light in my life. Nanai, who took me under her wing and made me her family. Even though we do not share any DNA, and even though we may not be related by blood, I did inherit her height and much of her drive to succeed. (laughs) So I started my own family. I volunteered at various nonprofit organizations, was given opportunities to serve on various boards. This ultimately led me to founding the Filipino American Society in 2013. A nonprofit organization providing resources and support to Filipino Americans in Iowa. My initial goal was to have a place for the newcomers to, go, to have a place to go to feel welcome when they arrive so they wouldn't feel alone, just like when I did. Sadly, Nanai passed away in 2013, the same year the Filipino American Society was created. And my husband and I got divorced a few years later. It was a tough decision, but I needed to do what was right for me. Everything I had worked to this point was in jeopardy. I've considered moving out of state to start over with friends I've considered sisters. They even offered me a place to stay. But I kept coming back to how I felt when I first moved in the U.S and all of the work, makes sure others have a place to go to feel welcome. It was then I realized I couldn't leave my Filipino American Society family behind because this is where I belong. Through all that pain and suffering, and later the triumph of starting my nonprofit 10 years ago, I've discovered family isn't about the people around you when you're born. It's about the people you can be most complete self around. My family still wasn't complete though. My divorce had left a void inside of me. I felt if I was going to do this marriage thing again, then it had to be with a perfect partner. Which is why I created a checklist. (laughs) Yes, a checklist of things that would make a perfect man for me. He couldn't be younger than me, have his school-aged children, or be into politics. Shortly after, I met Larry McBurney, someone who failed all of those (laughs) criteria. Two years ago, we officially said I do and we blended our family of three children. Now we live in Orban with our two Maltese. We can spend time together with all three of our children and we work side by side serving our community together. I am fortunate to have found my family in a place I couldn't imagine I would be. Doing a thing I never thought I could do with the person that did not check any of the boxes doing it. (laughs) And I could have not done it without my Nanai making the decision to make me her family 48 years ago. Although Nanai is not here anymore, she will always have that special place in my heart that no one can ever replace. I strive to be that amazing person like her every single day. And I'm grateful for all the lessons she taught me that shaped my life to have the family I have today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Louis C. for telling us about your...